0: Porn-Free Radio, episode 11. Welcome to Porn-Free Radio. I'm Matt Dopschutz. Porn-Free Radio is the podcast aimed at creating connections with people who want to live free from porn addiction. This weekly podcast provides the tools and strategies to live 100% porn-free. Today we're talking about technology and porn with Luke Gilkerson from Covenant Eyes. Luke's the internet community manager at Covenant Eyes. Uh, which includes being the general editor and primary author of the Covenant Eyes blog. He might be the most prolific uh, blogger on the subject of porn and recovery on the internet. I think (laughs) I was trying to see how many, how many, I was trying to count how many blog posts he did. And it was like 45 pages of results and I got tired of trying to count. So I don't know how many he might know.
1: Um, I think I'm over... (laughs) Mm, probably over fifteen hundred at this point. I'm not sure. I
0: I was going to say over a thousand because I saw different weeks where you we were posting two or three blog posts a week, and uh, I was reading your uh, uh, a LinkedIn uh, comment about you and and uh, your coworker described you like a woodpecker. You know, just ham- in the zone hammering out blog posts, and so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was cool. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the most prolific blogger on the subject of porn, I'm going to just call you that, on the internet. And uh, he's the author of several e-books, including the recently updated Your Brain on Porn. Uh, and, and then in his free time, he uh, he and his wife, Trisha run a blog called IntoxicatedOnLife.com, which has an awesome design and tons of cool things on it, uh, family-related. And uh, so... Definitely excited to have Luke here. Luke, welcome to Porn Free Radio.
1: Thank you, Matt, for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Hey, well, Luke, I just want to start. You know, I uh, I've been working on porn uh, recovery myself for about thirteen years, and uh, at some point, sort of became the go to person to go to at church or in life when people had problems. Um, but I've noticed in the last few years, guys start the conversation a lot of times. Or, or women actually too coming, and they always start the conversation with me like this. Do you know of some software or a filter that I can use yeah. for this operating system or this mobile phone or uh, for you know, uh, you know, uh, just all s- sorts of devices or technology related things? And it it seems more and more that people are identifying. They struggle with porn as like a technology problem, and uh, so so I was wondering, what do you think? Is this a technology problem? If not, what what is it?
1: Uh, it is a technology problem. It is, but far more than that. Uh, so yes, is your te- do you have a relationship with technology? As a re- you know, and that's connected to your relationship to porn. Yes, you do. Uh, but it is more than that. It is a relational. Problem. It is also a spiritual problem uh, at its heart. I really, I, I, I like to call uh, pornography a worship disorder. Uh, it's really more about uh, where our our hearts, uh, what our hearts are fascinated with, what our hearts are centering our identities around. Um. So yeah, I mean, it, uh, is it mediated through technology? Absolutely, it is. Uh. But um, at least for most most people, it is. Unless you're still, you know, in the 1970s and looking at magazines and stuff like that but yeah you are you are going to be uh mostly mediated through the internet and um but uh ultimately it's going to come back to the heart it
0: seems like people are wanting something it's like a heart thing that they're they're going for um but they 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 get confused with the medium or 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 they they know it's coming through the medium What um, I guess what I was trying to think about is like how do you respond to that that kind of question because they're asking a very practical question about filtering, but how do you get the conversation to you know kind of talk about some of the heart stuff?
1: Well, I I congratulate them for thinking about the technology. That's a that's a good place to start, uh, especially for people who've been kind of caught up in this thing for years. They don't uh, necessarily see. The, uh, the spiritual, the relational dynamics yet, so um, th- they're seeing the medium, they're seeing where the, where, the, where the porn is coming from, and they're wanting to make a fast break with it, put a big wall, put a big partition between them and the porn, and that's good, that's a great step to do, so figure that out, so that as you've now got some distance from the pornography, your head's a little clearer, you can actually start thinking about some of the relational, some of the spiritual dynamics that are going on. That's really key. So at first, I congratulate them. I say good that you want to do that. I'll help you do that. Um, then, second would be now that you've done that, now we can actually get to work right. on the real stuff. Because what you just did was the easiest step in the whole thing. Um, it's uh, you know technology as long as it works um, and as long as you don't uh, create any backdoors for yourself with the technology, then yeah, it'll serve you well. But but that's the easy step. So after that, after the done with that, I say, okay, now I can get to the real work.
0: What's kind of the real work? What, um, what's next? Is it, is it relationship? Is it involved other people? How, does, how, do, how do other people kind of fit into it? Uh,
1: uh, I mean, other, fe- other people definitely fit into the process all along the way, uh, a- at, every, at every stage of this. Um, obviously, we, we use the buzzword of accountability a lot. Uh, and uh it's a it's a it's a common word thrown around in recovery circles uh it's certainly thrown around in our business because we have accountability software um, and accountability as I understand it is really just a riff on all the one another's of the New testament so it's love one another, support one another, encourage one another, pray for one another, confess your sins to one another uh, all those one anothers are a picture of what the body of christ is meant to look like, it's a picture of what the church is meant to look like, it's a picture of how we're meant to relate to one another in the context of Christian friendships and uh, so that it, it, it is um, where we go to to get information about how we're meant to relate to each other not just because of porn but because it's how we're meant to relate to each other as human beings. It's how we're meant to relate to each other as, as fellow Christians. Um, so some people unfortunately treat accountability as a last resort. It's like, this is the thing. This is my last-ditch effort. This is what people with real serious problems do is they get accountability. Um, And while that is statistically true, that people tend to seek out accountability in the midst of feeling uh, like there's some serious problem in their life, it is not. Accountability is not meant to be a last resort. It is meant to be a lifestyle. Right. Uh, A a lifestyle that is uh, uh, encouraged, uh, time and time and time again throughout the, uh, throughout the New Testament. So it's not a last resort. It's a lifestyle. If people also treat it like it's a crutch that they should be able to live without. Like y- you think of a crutch. You're like, I broke my leg. I need a crutch. right?" I, I understand that eventually my leg is going to heal and I won't need this crutch anymore. That's the hope. That's the goal. If I need the crutch for the rest of my life, then something's, something's gone wrong. Uh, so, so people treat accountability accountability like the crutch. It's the thing I am going to graduate from to get to the real, you know, real freedom, which looks like uh, no accountability, but I am still free, right? And complete, I, I just think
0: complete independence or something like that. Complete
1: independence, right? And uh, I I think it's the exact opposite. Yeah, um, it's the exact opposite. It's we are never truly free until we are free to be in vulnerable, true face to face. Um, you know, relationships with other people. Right. Um, anyone who is living in living as an island or thinks that that's the ideal is that I shouldn't need people. Um, one doesn't recognize the, the 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 way you're created as a human being. You're cre- We're created in as human beings to be together. So it, there, we're not doing justice to who we are as human beings. And two, we're not doing justice to the seriousness and the um, utter, uh, the other depth of our of our sinfulness. Yeah, uh, we 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 are underestimating just how self deceiving sin is. That is one of the greatest benefits of accountability. Is it's a second set of eyes on what we are so easy to deceive ourselves in, um, and the when you have those sets of eyes looking in on your life you are better for it um I, I the book of hebrews says this over and over and over again um in in multiple places hebrews 10 talks about uh you know meeting together not neglecting meeting together but encouraging one another and and uh and spurring one another on to uh to uh, do good deeds hebrews 3:13 is one of my favorites where it says that we should um we should uh, encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that we will not be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, that there's actually something about sin that hardens and deceives us, and there is something redemptive that God places into the life of a person to actually mitigate against that self-deception, yeah. and it's called relationship. It's called converse. this encouraging, accountability, conversational relationship that is meant to, it's actually a means of grace God gives to guard against the self-deceiving nature of sin, which is why we can never step away from accountability in our lives um, and expect that we're going to be spiritually fit and okay. Um, We are meant to be in that kind of, by our nature, by our creation, but the way we're created, we're meant to be in community. And we are redeemed within community. So this is not uh, this is not a, um, a last ditch effort. This is not a last resort. This is not a crutch. This is the way it's meant to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's just powerful. Uh, the if you think about when someone starts the conversation talking about technology, um, on some level, there's a relational issue there. Um, there's uh, they're they're getting isolated in their computer or their technology and they're kind of they're kind of getting sucked in and uh, you know it's powerful that I love how you say that you you congratulate them for coming to you and I think that's great because there's that sense of they're they're realizing there's something more they need and um, and so following up with this idea of accountability this relational thing I think that's also really powerful um, i I love to say to people that um that accountability isn't passive you know i've heard people complain that their accountability partner or whoever they've t- told about their struggle didn't ask the right question or didn't you know somehow didn't um you know wasn't calling enough and i always put it back on that person saying you know this is a need that you have and you need to kind of take the steps to reach out you need to tell on yourself you need to be the one who's constantly connecting because the moment you start pulling away waiting for the other person to come after you you get back into that island mentality that you're talking about and next thing you know you're right back in you know to the swirl of of porn or or you know just isolation in general and and you're you're you know maybe even nursing that idea that you can kind of do it
1: alone. Right. I think it's endemic of our society and and culture in general where we have this, uh, I think sociologists call it an online disinhibition effect, which is a really fancy way of saying that when we get online, we lose our inhibitions. We lose um, the, the social constraints that make us behave like good boys and girls. And we feel like we can do whatever we want, say whatever we want, and be whoever we want. We get into that world of this, these these online worlds, where whether it's looking at porn, uh, whether it's you know calling people names online, whether it's uh, in our communications flirting with other people, whatever it is, we get into those worlds where uh, we feel less inhibited uh, to to do and say the things we want. It, it's it, it's really what's brought, what brings it on, though, is the illusion of secrecy. Yeah, we we think that we're we think that we're really secretive. Um, in reality, we're not. I mean, nearly everything we can do online is being tracked by somebody somewhere. Um, you know, So in reality, I mean, our, everything we do online leads to some kind of digital footprint. And what, we're, what we do with the, the notion of Internet accountability is we say we put the onus back on the person who wants freedom and we tell that person, look. Uh, we, we give the tools anyway for that person to say, look, I know that when I go online, I'm not really alone. One, God sees everything I do anyway. Two, everything I do online impacts my life offline anyway. It's not just that I can go here and do what I want and then my life is fine regardless. Um, So I, I recognize that this is an illusion. I recognize that secrecy is an illusion. So now accountability software, what it does is it rips people out of that illusion yeah, uh, constantly. So uh, if they've got it on their their smartphone or their or their tablet or they got it on their or their laptop or wherever they have the, the software, if they got it on all their devices, there is that constant reminder there that um, it's not just that someone's watching you; is going to catch you in your chase. It's, it's not about catching anybody. I mean. It's, it's, you, you don't install spyware for yourself, thinking someone's spying on you. That's not how you know. It's no one spying on you. You're letting them in. You're le- you're you're allowing them to come in. You're right. you are intentionally giving people a window into your life. That window not only opens up opportunities for them to converse with you, but it's a constant reminder to you that you are not living in secrecy. Yeah. You're choosing not to live in secrecy. It, it's it's a it's a daily reminder of that. That every moment I get online. This matters. Yes, even this little click, this little link, this picture, this image, this you know, rabbit trail I could go down where I'm into where I started what looks okay, but now it's now I'm definitely into some gray stuff. Oh now I'm definitely into porn. That trail that people go down so often that you can catch yourself early in the process saying, No, I'm not gonna do that. Because I I know that it's not just I'm being watched. It's I i 'm going to do that because I know that this really matters in the real world. This affects my real world relationships not just it's not just a private online thing yeah so, definitely yeah.
0: you know your online life affects your offline life I mean oh, yeah. And, yeah. Th- and there's an illusion that sometimes there's no consequences mm-hmm. that you well uh, there's always the illusion that there's no consequences and yeah. um, and and that can be very powerful yeah. Um, Hey, I wanted to ask you something. You know, we started by talking about your prolific blogging. And <laughs> and, uh, um, and uh, I think it's really interesting. You know, your company is a – Covenant Eyes is a technology company or a software company. that's That's what your business is selling. Mm-hmm. But there's this holistic philosophy that you right. guys have. Tell me a little bit about that. How does a tech company – um, make such a large investment in content and education.
1: Well, the first reason, first reason I'd say is 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 really important. It needs to be said about the technology we have because the the cornerstone of our products is our accountability service, our accountability software, um, which say unlike a uh, filtering software. Um, but by the way, we have a filter too. We do have filtering, but uh, unlike filtering software, accountability software has no value at all apart from the relationships that uh, are centered around the accountability. If I install the software on my machine and I never choose an accountability partner, it'll just be running there monitoring with no one to pick up reports and look at the stuff. It, that is worthless. That is worthless information. It's just sending information one way into our servers where it's just being stored and then dumped after 30 days, you know it, it, that's all. That's all it's doing. It's that is a that is a worthless service. So, apart from the relationships that people have, accountability software doesn't have much value. So, uh, one of the reasons why we invest so much in the education is because we feel that the only way for people to have a quality internet experience around the software is if they have a quality relational experience with the people who are receiving those reports. So if that is the parent receiving a report for their child, that we want to have education for the parent, how do I talk to my child about porn? How do I talk to my child about Internet dangers? How do I talk to my child about these things? How do I talk to my child about the weird things I see on their report? Whatever that is. If it's a peer-to-peer accountability relationship, we want to have information in there, but how do I have these conversations about online temptations that are really meaningful, that actually get to the heart of the problem, that aren't just centered on, uh, you know, sort of a, I want to say wimpy accountability, where we just sort of pass along information and we say, well, you did it again. Well, I pat you on the back. We say a prayer. We go home and we come back again to see the same thing on the report the next week. I used to call
0: this complicit uh, (laughs) accountability or uh, where... It's worse when you have two partners together. They're both messing up, and they're yeah. both sort of not not. They're both sort of trying to scold and pat each other selves on the back, and neither of them are do, are getting anywhere.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's it's a just sort of commiserating accountability. Yeah. Um, I mean, that has its value in one sense. I mean, you feel like you're not alone. Sure, but um, you know, it's and then it, it, but the problem is that it can easily turn into just a cesspool of 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 discouragement because right. okay, now I don't feel alone, but now I feel like I've got my buddy and he looks at porn and I look at porn too, but now we're both lost. Yeah. I used uh, to go
0: I used to go to a meeting where yeah. I felt worse leaving than when I got there. Yeah. Because the stories were so bad. <laughs> no, yeah. you know, the especially the leader couldn't stay sober. And so it was just like, oh my gosh, this is just horrible. Yeah.
1: It is terrible. Yeah, it is. I, I think there's a couple there's a couple uh, elements to to uh, helpful accountability that need to be re- remembered. Um, I, I'll I will uh, take the, my cue from the Book of Proverbs on this because there's there's some really great stuff in there about uh, about how to have these kind of relationships. Two key elements, I think, are real friendship and wisdom. Real friendship and wisdom. Um, you need to have both to have a quality accountability relationship. So real friendship, that's like uh, Proverbs seventeen seventeen: a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity, right? You need to have that sense of camaraderie, a sense that um, this is a true friend, a brother, someone who's actually going to be with me through thick and thin. When the adversity comes, when the temptation comes, they're not going to shrug their shoulders and leave me, you know, leave me high and dry. They're going to be with me through the prop, through the thick of it. Um, You know, real, real friendship, real connection. The second one is wisdom. And uh, uh, one of my favorite Proverbs speaks to this. And that is uh, Proverbs 20, verse 5, which says, The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. And so if I can unpack that, that's, a purpose in the man's heart is deep water, right? We cannot see to the bottom of our own hearts. We cannot look down to the bottom of our hearts and understand all the reasons why we do everything we do. We, we don't know why, uh, at times, why porn seems sometimes so repulsive and then the next day so enticing to the point where we just have to give in, where we feel like we have to give in. Um, we don't understand all the motives that move us to want the sexual Um, The the sexual online experiences. But then he says follows it up with, but a man of understanding will draw it out. It's talking there about a man of understanding, a man of wisdom is able to go to the bottom of someone else's heart and draw up the things that are really going on. The real motivations. And I think accountability needs both of those elements. You need to have a genuine connection with someone, a genuine friendship, a genuine sense of togetherness and brotherhood combined with a sense of wisdom that this person can actually get to the root of me. They can actually help me see what I can't see or I'm unwilling to see about myself. That when you have, when those, when you can find someone who's who ma- meets those two criteria, then you have the makings of a great accountability relationship. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's incredible when you can find that kind of thing. And so I, what I tell guys or gals about this is um, what I would tell them to do is let's uh, start with, start with what you have. It, maybe there's a person in your life who you would describe as a true spiritual brother, friend, sister, someone who can who really already feel, you already feel that sense of solidarity and connection to, especially someone who's, you know, identifies with your faith as well. Let's say you already have that. Well, now, Get together and ramp up your relationship in the wisdom department. Now, get, get to the – help each other. You know, read good books together about how to get to the heart. You know? Get good curriculum about it. Sit under good teaching about it and, and partner together to learn about that and to become experts in one another's hearts. and Figure that out you know, and say this is the kind of relationship we want. And we're going to ramp up the wisdom. Uh, or maybe you have someone in your life on the other end, someone you already know is really wise. A, 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 maybe an older person at your church, an elder, maybe a pastor, maybe a counselor, maybe, you know, whatever. Somebody who you already know has got uh, the, wisdom, uh, the wisdom department cornered. You know, they, they can get with, together with you and without very much conversation at all, they can see right to the core of you. If they already have that, now ramp up the friendship department with that person. You know, go over to their house for dinner. Yeah. Get to know their families. You know, uh, hang out together. Um, do things together that kind of help to build that solidarity, solidarity and that sense of friendship. It, 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 so start with what you have and then build from there. And yeah. if you don't have anybody in your life who's like either of those things, um, then it just shows how isolated you really are. And it's time to get into communities where you can do that. So.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally think that's true. And and doing that skill is not a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you move to a different town because of work. Right. Guess what? You need to start finding a community where you can meet other people, where you can start sort of building some of those friendships and then look for those deep part type type guys and girls, you know, who can kind of really get in in there. Yeah. I think that's so powerful and and that's back to the crutch idea you know that's mm. that's one thing I think we 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 think is like um we do pretty well if we get in you know I, how many guys had had maybe a powerful experience you know with a good accountability partner in college and then they leave college and then all of a sudden they're on their own again um, so it's like a lifestyle of creating these relationships and sometimes friendships come and go you you have a right. guy move away you can't connect is meaningful. People have kids, people, uh, life gets in the way. Um, and you have to, you know, figure out who, who's new, who's, who's the person that you're going to kind of connect with and you know, where are you going to get that support from? So I think that's a powerful, um, just kind of way to end here. Just like Mm -hmm. going from talking about this initial conversation about technology to, to this idea of friendship and, and wisdom, in this deeper relationship is what, you know, really, really breaks through. That's right. Yeah. So, Hey, I Luke, I just love what you're saying. I love the, the verses. Um, I'm going to have all this, um, in our show notes at porn, radio.com slash 11. Uh, I'll have links to, uh, covenant eyes, of course, the blogs and some of my favorite, uh, blog posts by Luke. And, um, I also have a link to um, the the free ebook uh, "Your Brain on Porn," which you guys recently uh, revised a little bit. Is that right? We did. Okay. We did. Cool. So I will have a link to that. You can get that at pornfreeradio.com slash brain, and um, and that's definitely a cool resource. And it kind of talks a lot about um, it's you know five. There's it's five proven ways pornography warps your brain, and then five biblical principles um, for how to renew renew your brain, and uh, it's a really great resource and uh, totally worth picking up. And uh, yeah, so I just really appreciate you being here, Luke, and just all the work that you're doing, all the writing you're doing. Uh, keep up the keep up the awesome blog posts and the eBooks and. And uh, I just want to thank you for for all your work.
1: Yes, I, I really appreciate the encouragement on that. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Matt. I appreciate
0: it. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, we'll see you next week on Porn Free Radio.